Okay, I don't know when I'll put this in the episode, but I just want this <laughs> captured. So basically, tonight has been the night of lies brought to me by Google Maps. Lie number one, I was watching Free Money, well just before Free Money went on at the Old Blue Last. I was wondering what time I need to leave in order to catch trains and get home without being stuck on night buses. And Google Maps led me to believe I've got until at least half past midnight to get to Old Street Station and then get Northern Line, Jubilee Line, District Line and back home without having to get a bus. And like a fool, a fool, I believed Google and said, great, I can stick around to watch even more of these bands before I have to leave. In fact, that's what led to me talking to Isaac from Slaves because at first I was afraid I'd have to leave and wouldn't have time to. But Google Maps said, no, don't worry about it. Put your feet up. You've got you covered. You've got at least until half midnight to catch a train. So I talked to Isaac and then watch a hearty amount of free money's set. Then I decided to check Google Maps again just to make sure what my route home is once more. Turns out Google Maps was wrong earlier. Now, my last train was at like quarter to midnight. So I've missed my train and now I'm looking at buses. So I'm like, shit. So I hot foot it out of the old blue last. I managed to at least say goodbye to Lewis, who was the person that put on the show. That was a really fun... Con- oh, every, every conversation's been great, but that's not what this, this rant is about. So, then I'm walking to Liverpool Street Station because my backup plan to get home now is to take an overground train, a TFL rail train, to Ilford and then get a bus from there. The bus I was going to get is the 145. I get off at Ilford, I go to the bus stop where the 145 is meant to go, the 145 doesn't go there. It goes there normally, it's not going there tonight. There's a little light-up display telling you what buses are coming, and there was... Google Maps said there'd be a 145 and a 128. The light-up display just said the 128. But I'm thinking, no, Google can't fail me twice in one night. Surely if I wait long enough, the 145 might not show up on the display, but the bus will hopefully arrive itself. The bus did not arrive. I missed the first 128 and waited for the 145. That time came... So 145 was meant to come at 1.16am. And then at 1.20am, Google Maps just said the next 145 is at 1.46. Which is where you're like, okay, so this bus just isn't coming. So then I was seriously considering getting an Uber home from there. And I was talking to someone else who was waiting at the bus stop. And I just asked them if they're waiting for the 145 as well. And said, I don't think it's coming. Google Maps says it is, but Google Maps is a filthy, filthy liar. So I wouldn't trust it. And the light-up display looks like that is the truth. It's not coming. So I suggested maybe splitting an Uber. And he said, no, I might just get the 128 instead. And then you can just get off by Beacon Tree Heath Leisure Centre. And then you're not too far away. So I thought, yep, I'll do that. And for the last, for the third time, it's like that story in the Bible where someone is lies three times and something bad happens. And I never really read the Bible, I'm just paraphrasing. But got on the one to eight bus, was going to get off at the stop by this leisure centre. The bus sails right past that bus stop. And I managed to catch a glimpse of a sign at that bus stop which says bus stop not in use. So the bus drives on another like two minutes. So now I'm walking back on myself because that bus stop is not in use. Google Maps has hurt me. It has hurt me deep. And now I think it will be probably 2 a.m. if I'm lucky, because I'm also incredibly tired 
you might remember I mentioned uh, yesterday's episode that I had oh, in fact yes on Sunday's episode I mentioned how sleep deprived I was which is why I only gave a quick intro and hadn't even listened to the, that episode all the way through and now I am that tired times ten I'm also a little wired because I've had a very good day and talked to some really interesting people and I've been listening back to the conversations I had with people to keep me company on this never-ending journey home. Next thing I'm going to find out is I'm going to walk down a road thinking it leads home and then find that, nope, I took the wrong street and now I've walked 30 minutes in the wrong direction. It just feels like that kind of night. I don't think I'll put this in the episode. I just wanted to air my grievances and now I'm dying for a toilet and of course I am nowhere near one because it's gone it's almost 2am and this is east of east London nothing is open the things I do for the things I love <sighs> curse you Google Maps until of course I use you tomorrow and we're back live from the never ending walk home I walked about 10 minutes and then I would call it luck. The N15 bus happened to roll up next to me. So that helped shave some minutes off of my walk home. Oh boy. If you're on the N15 bus, you need to have a word with yourself. But I mean, for some people, I guess it's a necessity. But if it can be avoided, it is strongly advised that you avoid it. Because that is when you know your journey home has gone from being maybe an hour to possibly three. So I am still walking. Just wanted to add this to the rant. I don't think I will put this in the episode. I might make it a bonus episode for the diehard fans who really want to know the ins and outs. Maybe I'll put it on for my patrons. Although, I think I have one patron on Patreon. I should really take a look at my Patreon and see what's going on there. And maybe I'll make it a bonus episode for my patrons to hear. That'll entice the pound a month from them. So, I have now finished listening back to everything that I've recorded today. And I am, of course, incredibly grateful to everyone that I spoke to. And I think I might make this a little director's commentary on that episode. Because it is the longest episode I've... I think it's the longest episode I've done. It's the most people I've had on an episode. So I was beyond tired before I even left the house. In fact, I missed the first band that played at Hoxton Square Bar Kitchen and Grill. And I think that's the official name, by the way, because I attempt to say it about 20 times during the episode, and I think I get it wrong every time. I missed the first band because I left late, and I was really dragging my feet and exhausted. One uh, has I've learned a lot over the course of recording this thing. I I think this will be episode 44 that goes up on Monday. Some thoughts. It's getting a lot easier to approach people. Or so I thought. Until, as I mentioned in the episode, I noticed Isaac and Ellie walk into the old blue last. I think that might have gone smoother had I approached them straight away and said, Hey, I recognise you from your bands. Your bands are cool. I like your bands. Would you mind being on my podcast? But I was very nervous, seized up, 
and didn't approach them until a little bit later into the night. And I think by that point, Isaac, fair enough, he was up for it. Ellie, she declined. She politely declined. And to be fair, when I approached them both, I did make it abundantly clear. It's okay if you don't want to. I, this whole prospect is weird enough as it is. I am a stranger to these people. And I am asking them to be on a podcast. In fact, I think there was at least one person, I can't remember who, who said, yeah, sure, do you want to take my email address and we'll arrange a date? And I said, we can do it right now. And they went, oh, really? Okay. To me, I, I'm familiar with it. But I have to remember that to the people I approach, this whole thing is weird. Sometimes it's too weird, which is fair enough. Who knows, maybe Ellie from Wolf Alice will listen back to this and think, oh, okay, it's pretty cool. If I ever bump into a girl, I'd be all right to do it. Who knows? Uh, the people that did agree to it, thank you very much. And I think for the most part, it went well. I was Again, again I was very tired. I still am incredibly tired as I record this. I might just keep talking until I get home, to be honest, because I'm just that tired. Oh, wait, no, battery life. We'll see what dies first. My phone or my spirit. <laughs> At least I crack myself up. I'm so tired. Anyway. I get a little tongue-tied a few times in this episode because of how tired I am. Particularly with trying to name that Hoxton venue I was at. I <laughs> couldn't help but laugh when Patrick of the band Two Tribes replied to the question, how would you describe the music you make? With... I fucking hate that question. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, fair enough. I think that might speak to how confident I'm getting with this, that it didn't fluster me or throw me off. He seemed like a good-natured person anyway, so I didn't feel any hostility. But I, I took it on board, and instead of getting him to answer it anyway, just rolled with it and said, okay, moving swiftly on. Because that's fair enough. Remember, I, any keen-eared listeners who've listened to previous episodes might remember me saying how I'll talk to some people for a longer period of time and some for a shorter period of time. And the ones that I speak to for a shorter period of time, I'll just ask a couple of questions to introduce them to the network of the podcast, if you will. And one of those questions was, how would you sum up your sound in a sentence? And I remember at the time of asking that feeling as though it might not be the best question to ask. It might make the interviewee a little uncomfortable, the interviewee a little uncomfortable. And I guess today I saw my theory proved correct when I was explicitly told how much that person hates that question, which is fair enough. I think I, it'll be good to retire it and find a better way of arriving at the same answer, which might be, I might ask more about what artists are commonly liked by the members of the band or something like that. Something a bit more specific, because when you ask, what do you sound like? I mean, when I spoke to Gay Girl, and when I spoke to ugh, Mush, they responded with a bunch of bands. They said they sound very 70s New York. Television, New Romantics, etc. I think New Romantics might be wrong. I have to listen back to the episode to know exactly who they said. But they, they listed a bunch of bands. When I spoke to Gay Girl... They did what I imagine other what I imagine Patrick didn't want to do, which was to end up just listing a bunch of catchphrases for sounds like post punk, psychedelic, indie, etc. etc. When I was asked by Gavin, which was a, something I did not expect, but I appreciated that, 
Thank you, Gavin. He asked, he turned the interview onto me. You know, who are you, Roy? What are you about? And I told him pretty succinctly, I make indie rock in the vein of Block Party and Interpol. Because I've asked that question of myself many a time, I, so I guess it makes sense that I would arrive at a catchy answer to that question. Oh man, I'm so achy. You know what? I just realised my phone could die on me mid-recording and I wouldn't even notice. I think that would be fitting. So, where was I? Yeah, what do you, what, how would you describe the music you make? Probably won't ask that anymore. When I was talking to Lewis, the person who puts on tonight's show, I asked him how he spelled his name. I said, is it L-E-W? And he said, no, it's L-U-I-S. Like Louis Figo, the footballer. And then he said his surname is Kramer, like the movie Kramer versus Kramer. And I commended him on having a spiel prepared for when people ask his name. I imagine he's had many an instance of people spelling it wrong. And so he's come up with a quick catchphrase way of correcting them. I am somewhat similar. I would typically introduce myself by saying my name is Roy, R-O-Y. Because since my youth, I have had issues with saying the letter R and pronouncing it correctly. Which is rough enough on its own. Even more so when your name, when it makes up 30% of your name. So I would often get Ray or Rory or just what? Even now when I introduce myself on these podcasts, I think sometimes it sounds a bit like V-O-Y. My name is Roy. It's ours. It's tricky. In fact, I hear it in everything I say on these podcasts. I'm getting better at hearing my own voice, but I am very hyper aware of the failures of it. Ah, failures, I don't know, foibles. Whatever the term might be. Uh, I am, yeah. So Gavin turned the interview on to me and asked what I was about. And I mentioned those two books. I mentioned Meet Me in the Bathroom and Please Kill Me. And I said, what I'm trying to do is write a modern-day version of that set in London and written in real time day by day with this podcast. I do appreciate when people ask me about what I do because it helps me to get better at answering that question which means should I wish to and this is an idea I had earlier today when I was talking to my sister when I was walking between venues I thought to myself if I could find a way to sell this idea to a radio station where I go and talk to bands every day 10, 15, 20 minutes or so and they could stick that in their radio station, slot, timetable, whatever at some point in the day if I could make some kind of money off of it that way nothing much I wouldn't expect a full-time wage for doing this because it is a bit of a novelty but I wouldn't mind some pocket money for it I thought to myself when talking to my sister I thought that will be my next aim How can I turn this into something more than just me doing it for passion? How can I try to elicit some sort of monetary value from it? So 
So that'll be something I pay more attention to. I really don't know if I'll put any of this online, actually. Oh, man, I really need to use the loop. Oh, that's so far away. What else? What else came to mind today? Uh, the conversation in the green room. The, con- the conversation in the green room with the members of Free Money who are then joined by the members of Slice. I have seen Free Money before, I think twice now. Once at Phil Taggart's Slacker Night. And the next time, it was either them or Weird Milk, I'm not sure. Maybe both at a Phil Taggart Night. The next time I saw them playing with Fur, I think. I think Fur were their support band, and it was around Christmas. To be honest, you need only check my Instagram, because I try to keep that fairly up to date with who I've seen and when. Mainly for my own reference. In fact, that's on my Instagram page. I am trying to make it so most of the first pictures you see. I'll often make a post with multiple pictures. But the first picture will be the run sheet of the gig. So it'll be the bands that are on and the time that they're on. And that's mostly for my benefit. So at a glance, I can know if I want to see the post about a particular gig. It's easier to find. Alright, let's pause a sec. I just paused because I thought I saw someone. But now I don't see them. That was a bit creepy. I don't even know what the time is now. Time is just a flat circle. I finally understand that saying. Because I am feeling it. Well, what's that, what's that saying? It's the free money in the green room. That. So I mentioned when I was talking to Isaac. And as well when I was talking to Lewis. The promoter. That I, and I even said it to my sister on the way to the old Blue Last, that I often feel intimidated by that venue. It feels like the home of cool East London. And I never feel like I fit in with cool East London. That's a real strong symptom of my default anxiety anyway. I always feel like I am a nuisance to the people in my immediate surrounding. And the thing that I say or do was the absolute wrong thing. And why did you do that? You absolute idiot. And that feeling is very much intensified at the old Blue Last. At gigs in general. There was that one episode, I think I called it, You Can Skip This One, which is about the anxieties, etc. I go through before I go to a gig, particularly when I go by myself. And I feel that ten times as much when I go to the old Blue Last every time. Don't know why. And approaching Ellie and Isaac... I definitely felt it a lot. Being in that green room, it really seeped in heavily. To the point where that's why I was just saying, look, guys have a great show, and thanks for your time. Because I started to feel it creeping in that I was the odd one out, and everyone else is starting to become aware. It's a bit like that, that idea in The Matrix, where if you do too much stuff that you should not be able to do in The Matrix, all of the other programs or whatever start to recognise that something in here isn't right and they slowly but surely converge on you or the idea from Inception where if you're in someone's dream eventually all the people that populate that other person's dream their subconscious will start to recognise that there's a rogue element in here and they'll all slowly but surely start to turn on you and then attack you that's a very long-winded way 
of explaining how I sometimes feel in, when I go to gigs, or just in general, full stop. But everyone there, everyone I spoke to was polite. Everyone I spoke to was genial. Genial, I don't know how you say that. G-E-N-I-A-L. Okay, the urge to use the loo has died down. A sigh of relief. It was just mostly in my head where I started to feel like maybe I'm being a nuisance. But, as I said to Gavin, part of this is about building self-confidence and gritting your teeth and fight, biting, fighting, whatever, through that feeling to approach person X, Y, or Z and talk to them. Most people, at least to my face anyway, they seem really happy to talk to someone about what they're doing. And that was part of the reason why I did it. I knew, I felt I was... I would be approaching an area of the music landscape that doesn't get looked at in this way. I think at this stage, some of these artists would probably, if things go well, look at a small blurb or paragraph in some sort of print media or on a pocket of a website. In fact, I don't even know a blog, probably someone's blog. And to be fair, what I'm doing could very much tie into that but I'm hoping that in doing it as a daily podcast should you subscribe and let's be honest you're listening to me walk home at 2 in the morning I'm starting to use the toilet and I'm tired as hell why would you not subscribe to this but it is delivered to you you would have to think about seeking it out and it is something you can enjoy passively I think people writing blogs are doing a noble effort but if you're not an established name I think in this day and age when there's so much out there fighting for your attention unless you have some sort of gimmick or something to make you stand out you are very much in the dusty corners of the web largely because one for most people what are you doing that they can't get somewhere else and two if they do like what you're doing, they have to interrupt whatever they are doing to check out your thing. Especially if you are a blog on a website. They have to look specifically for your website to see what you're up to. And some people will do that. I'm not saying these people should stop making blogs or anything. But with what I'm doing, one, you don't have to actively seek it out. Once you subscribe, it just comes to you. And two, you could be on the walk or the drive to work. You could be on the way to a gig. You could be washing the dishes, ironing, you could be doing something else. And I can be in the background for just 10-15 minutes to tell you about some cool band I saw. Or some artist that I met. Hopefully you get familiar with my voice. And you are adequately entertained. Such that I don't have to, it doesn't matter what I am specifically talking about. You just enjoy being in my digital company. Or having me be in your company digitally. You know what I mean. By the way, you might hear a slight squeak in my step. I have very flat feet, which means my feet always hurt. My knees always hurt. But everything hurts. And walking is a real pain in the backside. Especially when I'm tired. I'm now also very aware that I'm walking in a residential area and talking into my phone the whole time. This might look weird. But what have we learned? Feel the fear and do it anyway. That is a book I actually have on a bookshelf somewhere, courtesy of my mum. Hi mum, if you ever listen to this. Sorry for all the swearing. I'm probably about 20 minutes from home.
maybe about 45 the, at the pace I'm walking because I'm just so tired. Ah, that's foxes. Noise. <sighs> I don't know what else there was left for me to cover. I am getting better at mentioning the fact that I make music because that was very much an objective of this whole project. And I should probably get back to that. The making of music. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying the pod, the open mics. But I do make music. And I do intend to do something with it. So I better do something with it. I really need to get my act together. And work on playing a gig. In fact, one of the bands I saw today. MK Ultra, The band that Isaac said he was very interested in. Which, by the way, I didn't make that explicit. But I'm hoping the, the listeners can listen between the lines there as opposed to read between the lines, and recognise that he said he was very interested in that band, and then said he runs a label, and so when he watches bands, he has a different perce- in, different intention. Sometimes he's very interested. Hint, hint. But it was two people in that band, and I wanted to talk to them, but I ran out of time, and I think they were busy celebrating their show. It was their first proper show, because before that they'd only played a birthday party, I think. They are two people, one, they both sing, one plays guitar, and a backing track on a phone that's just plugged into the, the system. And it made me think, huh, obviously their backing track is very well produced, so it works for them. But I always felt, oh, I couldn't play a gig with my phone, that would look weird, etc, etc. Why the hell not? If the music's good enough... Go for it. And I think that's been one of the many hurdles of procrastination I've put up for myself. That, oh no, I can only really do it when I have a full band, etc., yada yada. Tell that. Just focus on making music that's good enough to be played live. And then, hell, if I have to, I'll put on my own gig. There are people that are willing to do that. And who knows? I also made that joke with the people from Skeletons that this podcast, to some degree, is just a catalogue of me making friends. Oh man, I invite those friends to a show. Where's the harm in that? I, if I don't skip any more days... Oh, the urge to use the loo has returned. And passed. If I don't skip any more days, I can hopefully get to episode 100 before my birthday this year. When I'm turning 29, dear listeners. That's right. Your kind and humble host is a grandfather. Especially compared to the most of the people I talk to. Helena, she's 19. And she's already recorded an EP. Got a full band full of incredible musicians. Well on her way. Although, interestingly with her... Let's check that I still have some battery life. I, I do. Awesome. I'm not just talking to myself. Well, I am just talking to myself, but I'm at least recording. Speaking to Helena, after I spoke to her, I asked her how old she is. She said she's 19. I said, wow, you really aren't wasting time. And I said, you know what? My next year, I want to see you on TV. And she said, oh, no, 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 no. And I mean, look what we're doing now. We're all just doing what we can. I'd give it maybe five years. And I said, huh. Realistic, ambitious and realistic. That is a... Healthy combination. And 
I joked and said, I was just testing her and you passed. But in reality, she, it was a dumb question. I was just, or a dumb statement. I was just, I don't know, talking to talk. Sometimes I just talk to make sounds. That was one of those times. But that answer tells me that the people that are, some of the people trying to make it are very realistic and sensible at how they'll make it. They have paid attention to what's working and they know there's a, a, a certain investment that is necessary, both financially, work-wise, and time-wise. And if you go into this knowing that, but enjoying what you do, then you are less likely to burn out, out of frustration and impatience. And those words kind of rhyme, so expect to hear them in uh, loads of Japanese bands lyric near you this summer. I do have fleeting ideas, not fleeting, very rudimentary ideas for music that I haven't worked through yet, largely because my bass guitar is still at the shop awaiting a fee to be released. But I think I better do that sooner rather than later. Because what am I waiting for? By the way, I am not talking into this. I'm not recording this via the headset. I am holding the phone up to my mouth. Very closely now because I'm practically whispering. Because this street is completely dead silent. And I feel very self-conscious that I'm talking. And my right hand is holding my phone. My right hand is pretty much turned to stone. Because it's now so cold. The things I do for the things I love. Oh, yes, talking to skeletons. We got a little bit interrupted by a mystery guest whose name I never did learn. And I'm, I'm at this point debating whether or not I should keep her presence in it. And I, deci- I have decided that I will because she never reveals who she is. And I won't reveal who she is because I don't know who she is. So whoever she is has no reason to feel embarrassed because no one knows who it is. And she was rather entertaining, anyway. Kyan was interesting. The way the conversation started with him being evasive. And again, I didn't feel any hostility. I didn't let it throw me. And I think that's what makes what I do attractive to the people I talk to. Because when I started to talk, before I spoke to Patrick, he asked if he could see the list of questions I want to ask. And I said, there is no list, it's just a conversation. And we'll just take it from there. He was a little apprehensive, but I think over the case, over the course of the conversation, he let his guard down and we just started talking. And he's a really interesting guy. I said he's definitely someone I'd like to revisit because there's a lot he is involved in and he comes across as very interesting and very passionate. Talking to Kyan, the interview starts with him giving evasive answers. But then I think I finally arrive at a question that makes sense to him. I ask him who else is in his band. And I think that's when we cross the line from another interviewer, uh, not taking this too seriously, to just a conversation that happens to be recorded, which I really appreciate. However, the photo I took with him, I think that was a bit awkward because I asked him to look bored whilst I made a really big smile. But then when I took a photo with Isaac, I said, look bored to play into the, the name Saddest Night Out. And I think that went a bit better. I'm not a huge fan of selfies. In fact, when I took the picture of the Cayenne, I 
was a bit fiddly with the phone because I had never done that before. I'm not really big on selfies, etc. But particular, well, with Kyan, we spoke in such an interesting location. We were inside a, f- a photo booth, so I wanted a quick picture to try and capture that. And with Isaac, I just wanted some evidence that I actually spoke to Isaac because it could quite easily look like I was just talking to anyone and I claimed it was Isaac. I will attempt to tag him on Instagram or whatever and hopefully he says something like, hey, I did this interview, it was really cool, you should check it out. And that might boost the listenership, which would be just grand. We're almost there, listeners. I've now been talking for... A total of 32 minutes. I really don't know if I'll put... I will. I will put this up. I'll call it a bonus episode. Similar to the... You can skip over this episode. Because it's just a stream of consciousness. Just putting it out there. This has become a bit of a blog. A bit of a diary. I didn't intend it to be so much. But that is what it's become. Remember how at one point... I said I want this... I think I'll have a theme for each week, and I'll have short conversations Monday to Friday, new music Saturday, and then a longer conversation on Sunday. Yeah, it didn't really last too long. Although I did, you know, I gave disclaimers and said, all of this is subject to change. I think I'm now arriving at a more sustainable model, which is just to go out as often as possible and record whoever I encounter. In fact, thank you to Lewis, the sound engineer, I asked if he could talk. He said that the band's going to come in any minute. So probably not. I said, maybe after the band. He said, once this band is in, I'm going to be busy the rest of the night. And then I kind of jokingly said, to be honest, if I'd press record now, I'd have the whole thing. Again, I don't think he was aware of just what the nature of this thing was, which is just me turning on my phone and going right there and then. So I'm glad we were able to get that 90 minutes, 90 seconds, sorry, or whatever, where he told me he lives near Thurston Moore, which was... A pretty cool tidbit to elicit from that. And yeah, he he gets around. James, the photographer, who I had met before. And I can't remember the name of the band I saw him with. But uh, it was the Paisley days with a support. And so I want to say something blonde. I don't know, I'll have to look it up. But it was fun to bump into him again. Fun fact, the first time I met him... I asked if I could, if he could take some headshots with me so I could be an extra and stuff. And he gave him, he gave me my card, he gave me his card. I emailed him, he never replied. But maybe it's because I asked for a favour the, the moment I met him. Maybe a more informal conversation than the one we had is the better building block for a long-lasting friendship. Okay, I am within viewable distance of my place. Thank you for sticking with me through this. Oh god, my hand, my right hand is numb. I don't know if I can actually work on my key. I don't even want to know how far I've walked today. Or how long I've been on my feet. It's been a fun day. I really have to be all of a sudden. Oh god. Oh god. Why are my keys so fiddly? Yes, when we did it. If you listen to this, you need help. I think I will title this. You definitely should skip this. Because you definitely should. <laughs>
But otherwise, thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. Take care.